welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello friends, I'm Marcy Farrell from thankfulhomemaker.com and I'm so glad you're here with me today. We have a topic today that I love to talk about. It's podcast episode 19 and it's called The Benefits of Habits in Our Homemaking. It's a quick podcast today, but I hope one that will motivate you to sit and determine which habits would help you in your homemaking to develop. So we all have habits that we already do on a day-to-day basis. And habits are things that just happen without us thinking about them anymore. Things like we brush our teeth, make our beds, maybe we exercise regularly, eat meals, we wake up, right? Have a cup of coffee. We do these things now without thinking. It's so good to have things we do without having to think at times. But a habit isn't just a byproduct of repetition. We can also develop and form new habits. Kat Lee, in her book, Hello Morning, shared, um, this is taken from the chapter on habits that she has in her book. She says, God made our brains to be automation machines. Whenever we learn something new, there's a little middle, middle manager guy in our brain saying, hey, can we automate this? How can we automate this? How about now? Can we automate it now? He's just itching to make a habit out of everything we do because God made our brains to pursue efficiency. When we learn something new, a new part of our brain called the cerebrum is on full alert. It's working overtime to process the new information, understand patterns, and eager the skill. But as we repeat it over and over, all that processing power moves to an area of our brain called the basal ganglia. This is where our more subconscious activities are managed. Things such as breathing, blinking, walking, and brushing our teeth. We don't think about how to do these things. They are automated. They're habits. She finishes here and says, Habits allow our conscious brains to free up space by transferring the command center for that activity to the subconscious part of the brain, allowing us then to master new tasks while still performing performing the old ones. So, end quote there. So the habits we develop in our lives are wonderful and powerful tools. They really are a help to us. In a book called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business, Charles Duhigg explained why habits can become automatic. He said, when a habit emerges, the brain stops fully participating in decision-making. It stops working so hard or diverts focus to other tasks. So unless you deliberately fight a habit, unless you find new routines, that pattern will unfold automatically. <clears throat> End quote. So I don't know about you, but I would like some good habits that would help me in my homemaking to unfold automatically. Because there's the flip side. The problem is that your brain can't tell the difference between good and bad habits. And so if you have a bad one, it's always lurking there, waiting for the right cues and rewards. So what do we desire or crave? This is where we, ladies, as keepers of our homes, need to crave the right things to develop habits that help us in our day-to-day care of our homes. Um, Charles Duhigg says, cravings are what drive habits and figuring out how to spark a craving makes creating a new habit 
easier, end quote. So good habits create freedom. We've all heard it takes 21 days to form a habit, although now new studies are saying it could take up to 66 days. But whatever the time frame that is, we need to realize it takes time and discipline to form new and good habits. Taking care of a home takes time and discipline. It doesn't happen naturally without effort on our parts, nor did God design it that way. He has designed us to work. In 1 Corinthians 14.40, it says, but all things should be done decently and in order. When we've built good habits into our homekeeping, they can become time savers for us and create more freedom into our days. When we work through the day efficiently, I can almost guarantee you that you will have more free time to do the things that you enjoy doing. So when I speak of habits in my homemaking, my mind goes to my routines of the day. You may already have bedtime routines for your children or things you do every morning when you wake up. You probably already have a system in place of cleaning up the dinner table when dinner's finished. These are good, quote, habits that help you to keep order in your day and accomplish tasks that need taken care of at the same time. My top habits that I get the most benefit from are my morning and my evening routines, and I really want to do a podcast on these soon. There are many habits built within each of them, but they have become something I do now without thinking. You can start your own morning routine and write out each step and maybe just work on one step each month until it becomes automated in your mind. It may be as simple as just setting an alarm clock to wake up in the morning as your first task or maybe making your bed every day. But my morning and evening routine, these two routine, I call them routine habits. I'm just junking, moving all that all together because they help me to start my day well and they help me to finish my day well. And I feel prepared for the next day. When my head hits the pillow, I know what tasks are already before me for the next day. And obviously, I don't know what the Lord has besides what I have on my list, but I know that I will be ready for it, whatever it will be. He will prepare me for that. But I always say that if I get nothing else done all day, if it's just one of those really difficult days, and if I get nothing else done but my morning and evening routine, it's been a pretty efficient day for me. So I can't determine what habits you would like to develop in your homemaking, but I can encourage you to ponder and start small by just doing one. Maybe you don't clean the dishes up after dinner immediately and you leave them for morning and you would like to change that. Um, So you want to start cleaning up the night before or cleaning up the dishes after each meal. So your first step, wherever you want to begin, ladies, your first step would be to identify where you need and want to change and the why. A reward sometimes can be a great incentive and it doesn't have to be external, but it can be the simple thought of how it makes you feel when you've accomplished the task set before you. It feels pretty good to not wake up to dirty dishes in the sink, right? I know sometimes when I go through my habits or routines, one aspect of my day that I I guess I look to as a reward, like when I get my morning routine done and I'm really just sitting down with my calendar at the very end of that, I like to enjoy a good cup of coffee while I'm doing that. And I guess to some degree, it's a reward that I look forward to when I get to that point in my morning. Um, But there's a quote and it's um, from Michael Hyatt's wife, Gail Hyatt. She said, people lose their way when they lose their why. So knowing the why is big. When I said that, your first step would be to identify where you need and want to change and the why. That is a help. 
So start small with little changes and maybe just one new habit at a time. I have loved Fly Lady's method because what she does is she takes one new habit every month that helps you in keeping your home and they just work on that habit all month and that's a great way to start. And little changes do lead to big changes in your home. You and your family will be blessed in time with more time and less chaos. That's a good deal. And I thought this was an interesting take from Charles Duhigg's book on habits. He talked about community and habits. He said, the evidence is clear. If you want to change a habit, you must find an alternative routine and your odds of success go up dramatically when you commit to changing as part of a group. Belief is essential and it grows out of a communal experience, even if that community is only as large as two people. So community helps us to change. God wired us to be part of community. So ladies, if you can find a friend to keep you accountable to each other, it may be an encouragement to both of you. I love being part of your community here. Um, And I know we have our little Thankful Homemaker Facebook group, which is a little smaller community, but I still always encourage the face-to-face as the best way to grow in any area of your life. An unknown author said, first we build our habits, then our habits build us. So when I was a young mother, I realized I don't get any more hours in my day, right? (laughs) The day ends, I'm done. And it made me rethink and change some of my daily habits and routines. Because before children, I could be a little bit more relaxed in my day and have that time to catch up. But when children come along, there's not all that little bit of extra free time, right? So I know that I've been on my routines and habits soapbox many times at the blog. And so many of you have already heard me share this and I'm hopefully you're not too tired of me, but I think it's worth repeating because we learn from repetition. I like to repeat it to myself. That's how a habit develops, repetition. These are habits that help me have manageable days and save lots of time. They're simple and things you are probably already doing, but maybe not consistently. So I want to share with you today um, some simple homekeeping habits that I've developed over the years that have helped me to always have a home that's tidy. And when I say that, I don't mean perfect. There's everything is not dusted and cleaned and managed well. It's tidy, not perfect. So these seemingly simple homekeeping habits have been foundational in teaching me self-discipline in my life. Um, and I know I'm going to share that again at the end though, but I really, I have a podcast on having self-discipline in our homes. And I hope if you haven't yet, that you'll take a listen to it. And you can find that on my thankfulhomemaker.com blog page and on the menu bar at the top, there's a a menu button that says podcast. And if you just hover over that, another one will come down and it'll say podcast show notes. And in the show notes, you can find the link to all the podcasts. There's only, this is number 19, so it's not like there's a whole lot, but they're there for you if you need to look back for one or to re-listen. And self-discipline, I'm blanking on the number, but it was a little bit one of the earlier ones. So these are really my top 10 habits that I I love to do on a daily basis. So the first one is, is to start your morning off with some specific tasks to get your day moving in a forward direction. And examples here would be things like getting a load of laundry started or emptying the dishwasher, making the bed, whatever that might be. For this, for me, it means my day starts with my morning routine. So number two, 
I put this as a separate one, but always try to make your bed daily. It takes up almost 80% of your bedroom and it instantly makes the room feel tidy. This one for me is tucked inside my morning routine. Okay, number three is keep up with the dishes after every meal. Try to go to bed without dishes in the sink. It's not fun to wake up to a sink full of dirty dishes. It takes probably 15 minutes at most to clean up after a meal if you work together as a family. And if you have an automatic dishwasher, it's probably even less than that. Number four, this is an obvious one, but it's usually neglected. It's to put things away where they belong when you're done using them. And teach your children this skill when they're young too. Take a listen to my podcast episode 14 for tips on a clutter-free home. Number five, never let clothes pile up. I'm going to deal with the laundry here, ladies, just our beloved laundry, right? Um, Put laundry away before the end of the day and put your clothes away as you're changing into your bed clothes at the end of the day. No piles of clothes in the bedroom. Let me remind you, ladies, that doing a load of laundry means to sort it, wash it, dry it, fold it and put it away and try so hard because listen I have been there many times still yet sometimes sadly but try so hard not to have to wash that same load in the washing machine that's been there for days because you haven't dealt with it yet Um, if you would even just can manage through one load a day and that's all you can do then just do that so number six this is a big one Take the time to figure out a home filing system that works for you so paperwork doesn't clutter your counters. You will have more peace of mind if you're not forgetting to pay bills or continually losing important papers. I have a post on the blog. It's literally called, you can look in the search bar on the blog. It's called My Simple Home Filing System, and I'll link to it here in the show notes. But there are so many systems out there, so find one or create one that works best for you. Number seven is have a spot at your back door or wherever your family enters your home where they can quickly remove shoes and coats with a place to put everything and teach your children how to use this space well too. Number eight, clean up as you go along your day. If there's a spot on the counter, wipe it up. If there's a spill, clean it up. Crumbs on the floor, sweep them up. It's much easier to do it as you go along instead of waiting until these messes become overwhelming and then you don't know where to begin. And my lady friends, if you're there now, I'm going to link to this post. It's called Where to Begin When You're Overwhelmed. Um, Number nine, continually declutter as you are tidying areas. Periodically, clean out a drawer here or there or a cupboard or a closet, get rid of unused items. When there's a place for everything, it's easier to clean up and put things away. Remember, you cannot organize clutter. And number 10, my last one here is have some sort of cleaning system in place. I do dust and vacuum on a regular basis and the kitchen seems to get a daily vacuum. It takes minutes and it keeps dust and dirt at a minimum. If you need some ideas on developing a cleaning schedule in your home, um, take a listen to my podcast, episode 16. It may be a little motivator for you there. I share three different systems that I use depending on really what I feel like or the season of life I'm in. And my bonus tip, and this one is really my favorite, before you leave a room, take the two minutes to tidy it up. So you want to fluff pillows, fold blankets, pick up books, toys, put games back, straighten tops of coffee tables, whatever that is. 
This is a great one to have everyone in your family do together before bed. It's a great habit to develop in your kiddos to teach them to pick up after themselves. So I know that keeping our homes and the habits we develop will look different to everyone and we're not all going to have the same habits or levels of cleanliness in our homes, but we should all have the same heart as professing believers to manage well what the Lord has given to us to manage. God uses the care and management of our homes to grow us spiritually. So if you're a born again believer, if you're a Christian, someone who has seen their sinfulness before the Lord and repented of their sins and put their faith and trust in Christ alone for salvation, then he's working all things for your good, even the care and upkeep of your home. So I love this quote by Carolyn Mahaney. And y'all have heard it from me before, but I'm going to say it to you again because I think we need to be reminded of this frequently. She says, the challenge of ministry in our homes is that we don't always feel very spiritual when we wash our dishes. It hardly feels significant to scrub our toilet, and we can feel that we are truly ministering when the Lord uses us to communicate a word of wisdom to someone, or he provides an opportunity to share the gospel with our neighbor. That seems like real ministry. And that is real ministry, to be sure, but no more so than when we are wiping runny noses or cleaning the bathroom. That is because we have a very narrow view of true spirituality. The Lord wants to help us see the significance of ministry at home. He also wants to expand our vision for the multiple opportunities that we have for ministry in the home. Let's ask the Lord to help us gain a biblical perspective of our ministry at home, end quote. So my friends, what new habits are you hoping to form? Which one will you start with first? I want to encourage you to just start small. Maybe it's just making your bed daily or cleaning up the dishes after meals. Just start small and in time, they will just become part of your day. The hope here always in these, what we think are seemingly menial tasks is that we don't miss that God is molding us and shaping us more into the likeness of his son, Jesus. When we lead our children by example, and I know that we all as moms, we desire to see our children live lives of self-discipline. Well, it starts with us, with our example to them. I I can't determine what they're going to do, but I can set an example before them. Self-discipline cannot be forced, but it's a skill that's learned. Um, So what are we modeling to our children? Are we modeling self-disciplined lives with God's love and grace? We can do that in God's strength and be reminded that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Charles Spurgeon said, The way to do a great deal is to keep on doing a little. The way to do nothing at all is to be continually resolving that you will do everything. So my friends, remember that Jesus is enough always. And thank you so much for your time today. And for the show notes and the links that I shared in this podcast, head over to thankfulhomemaker.com. If you're not already a blog subscriber, I'd love you to join our little community. And for taking the time to sign up, I have two free eBooks for you. You can head to the blog, thankfulhomemaker.com, and you can do that in the upper left-hand corner of the blog. Thank you so much, friends, and have a blessed week. 